Bill de Blasio drops out of his congressional race and Democrats insult Latinas again. I'm Greg Corumbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day and lots of laughs, too. Follow the Three Martini Lunch wherever you get your podcasts. Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Super Beats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Super Beats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Chews. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Chews for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Super Beats Chews an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com. You're still here. And this is our last stand for New York. And there's only there's only one option. That was the attack, and it was just yesterday. It was yesterday evening when this all went down. Uh, it was on a Republican Congressman Lee Zeldin, who is running for governor in New York. And he was speaking at an event. If you haven't seen some of the video, we are playing the video of that on the simulcast for the nationally syndicated radio program. And this guy comes up on the stage with a knife and says, and you could hear that one phrase, oh, you're done. That's, that's what the, the attempted murderer is saying to Representative Lee Zeldin. Welcome to the Friday edition of The Dana Show, ladies and gentlemen. I am your hostess, Dana Lash, on this uh, kind of a busy breaking news morning, so to speak. And of course, this story with Lee Zeldin, he just spoke, he was answering some questions from press just a little bit ago because he says that they're he's still continuing with his campaign clearly they have increased security now here's the kicker so this was in fair the the event that he spoke at yesterday was in fairfax new york as i am reading what has been reported as to the location and he's running for governor of new york now we all know the legal system in new york is non-existent i think it's pretty safe to say that it's non-existent how long do you think do you think that this guy's in jail the guy who had attacked you think he's in jail he should be i mean you know you would think that he would be he's not he was actually released under his own recognizance uh this is let me pull this up he was released wrist slap that's all it was. He was released. And the individual is described as, he's this individual, he said he's 
apparently was suffering from uh, the assailant was suffering from a mental health crisis. I'm reading just some of the latest on this. He had like a he had this he had a knife. And he also attempted to punch the congressman while he had the weapon. And he was tackled by a man named Joe Chenley. And there was one guy, it was, it was interesting because Zeldin apparently was able to hold back this murderer, this attempted murderer, for a little bit. Uh, and there were other people rushing the stage and they were trying to do everything that they could to get up there. But it was just, I mean, it was pretty, it's pretty amazing. And so this guy just runs up and, you know, he does what he does. It's just kind of unbelievable. And he's out. He was, he's out. He showed no warning signs, said witnesses, prior to climbing the stage as to what his atten- intentions were. Every, people just thought that this dude was there uh, to watch the remarks of Zeldin. And the guy who tackled the attackers is enraged. That was the word he said. He says he is enraged. The guy was identified. The suspect is David Jacobonis. He was charged... This is what gets me. Attempted assault in the second degree. That's not attempted assault. What we saw was attempted murder. That is hell no, that is not attempted assault. But this is also New York. And in New York, eh, nah, they don't care. This is unbelievable to me. So he's charged with attempted assault. That's attempted murder. Walked up to him with a knife. He was going to kill him. What would have happened if if Zeldin had not been able to hold him back? I'm curious. What would have happened on that if he would not have been able to hold him off? If he not if other people had not been there to assist and intervene, what would have happened? You know what would have happened? Zeldin would have been stabbed. This is the same thing. This is what the left did too. When they were trying to downplay the attacker, the previous attack on a congressman, you all remember this story, the congressional ball field attack. You remember that flashback. You had an angry leftist who was a Bernie Sanders volunteer walk onto a baseball field at Eugene Simpson Park in Alexandria, Virginia, opened fire, and they tried to downplay it. The guy literally had... Uh, what I mean, they called it a manifesto, but it was a bunch of complaints about health care. Remember, Kane and it had all of the names, the only names on his list. What party were they? Republican. They were Republican. Unbelievable. And so this guy released and he's out. Only in New York can you attempt to kill somebody and then be released and be back out on the street remember the guy who burned down the uh tr- the christmas tree or tried to burn down the christmas tree in uh what was it it was in new york there it was last this last christmas yeah the fox christmas tree that was like right there near rockefeller plaza uh he tried to burn down that christmas tree and then apparently it was cashless bail and he was released and he was back literally out on the street like the next day insanity but this is new york right this is how this works in new york now zeldin is still continuing with his uh his campaign but he said they did increase security yeah duh you'd have to 
The current New York governor, Kathy Hochul, apparently had directed supporters to Lee Zeldin's campaign event hours before the attack. Now, if I wanted to be like the left, I would say that uh, Kathy Hochul directed this attack on Lee Zeldin. If I wanted to employ the logic of all of the all of the people, all of the left, then I would accuse Kathy Hochul of inciting violence and directing this nut job to go and attack Lee Zeldin. And I also would have said that the guy who tried to assassinate a ball field of congressional members, Republican, uh, that it was a Bernie Sanders uh, campaign worker and supporter. And that the Bernie Sanders campaign was directly responsible because that's how the left does it. If someone had ever even liked a tweet that Trump had sent and that they ran a stop sign, Trump made him run that stop sign. That's Trump. That's how the media operates. Now, Hochul's campaign sent out a press release hours before the attack, blasting out the time and location of all of Zeldin's stops. What the left doesn't realize about this is that we've been, look, I've been seeing this for so damn long. I've had people sit here, you know, for years saying, oh, well, we'll come protest you here or there. You know, do you realize I've, I got my start legit in grassroots street work, like street politics, grassroots stuff oppo research i got my i got my start diving in in trash cans looking for dirt on people that's legit how i got started in politics you don't intimidate somebody like that and people who've been out here in politics for this long who have gone through the the occupy wall street the tea party and even all the crap before then y'all ain't going to be intimidating those people we invented the damn game you're talking to bang here come on it's ridiculous we don't get violent because we don't believe in violence as, as any kind of form of speech, protected speech. But the left always thinks that, that violence is the answer and that they can just get it, they're going to intimidate people. Into, and that's what she's leaking here. She's, she knew exactly what was going to happen when she put out pr- the press release. Hochul was like, Zeldin and his team are going to, this is what she said, quote, they're spreading dangerous lies, misinformation, and his far-right agenda at these campaign events. I don't believe... That speech is violence, but I do believe that there have been enough leftists out there who have tried to kill people that maybe some of the people on the left need to watch their damn tongues and stop with the you're going to pay Brett Kavanaugh and Neil Gorsuch. And then here a couple of months later, somebody's arrested down the street from Kavanaugh's house where he lives with his wife and young children trying with armed with a uh, bunch of stuff and going to go kill him. You know, maybe kind of watch when you sit here and say that disagreement with policy is is tantamount to death. When back during the healthcare debate, when people were being accused of wanting to kill people simply because they disagreed with Democrats over health care. And then here you had a guy walking to a ball field who had been complaining all over social media about Republicans in health care and had a hit list of Republican members, literally a hit list, had a list, a sheet that they took into evidence of Republican lawmakers names. Maybe y'all, I don't know, need to kind of like watch your tongues. Stop trying to kill people. I was listening to some uh, overprocessed talking head this morning saying that it's insane that we are even having this conversation because of January 6th. You knew that was that's they're going to try to hide behind that crap forever. Pray tell how was the Capitol breached before anyone at the rally that was still going on made it down to the Capitol. Go ahead and explain that. But OK. We've talked about that. We talked about it on air. I don't believe that violence or destruction is a protected form of speech. I already, ladies and gentlemen, as have you, we have already gone above and beyond 
in doing far more than the violent left ever has to recognize and condemn violence that is practiced as any kind of political speech or legitimate protest. But the left hasn't done that. They didn't do that when they when Democrats bombed the Senate building, the Hart building in the late 70s. They didn't do it again when you had all these greenie people terrorizing uh, the Capitol of, you know, 12 years ago. They didn't do it with Occupy Wall Street. Uh, they haven't done it when uh, 2016. Everyone loves to forget that. I ain't going to hear a single damn thing about January 6th from the people that ignored all of the leftists that went out into the street in Washington, D.C. and rioted and destroyed businesses and burned cars and terrorized families because Donald Trump won in 2016. Y'all don't remember that, but you know what? The Uber driver who had just saved his money to buy a luxury SUV so he could increase his business and driving people around because he was an independent contractor. Go Google that story because they found that man and interviewed him. He hadn't even had his damn car for a month before those those Democrat agitators burned it down. Burned, they burned it. It's totaled. They, it was just nothing but just ash. Well, everything else was ash and then you had the frame. Melted wheel. Melted steering wheel. Remember that came? Yeah, I don't want to hear anybody talking about January 6th when they won't acknowledge that. I don't want to hear any of those people talking about January 6th when they don't talk about how they had a Starbucks down there in D.C. that got busted up. Stuff was set on fire in the middle of the street. That was before any, that was years before J6. And the funny thing is, the people who were there who who breached the Capitol before, interestingly, the rally was done and Trump had even left the ellipses and anyone had ever marched down towards the Capitol. I mean, you know, it's kind of crazy how CCTV and security clips and other footage of people who have their cameras there outside the Capitol that day caught all of this, but the media can't report on it. What's interesting is that, you know, there wasn't any burning down of private businesses and there wasn't any uh, uh, burn. I mean, none, none of that. This is just what gets me about this. The left supports violence as a tool. And Kathy Hochul blasting out Zeldin, you know, I'm, I actually do think in some ways she encourages this and she encouraged it here. Just because it's just too close. We're going to talk more about this. We also have a couple other things coming up. Uh, The Democrats contraception bill that they keep going on and on about wasn't about contraception at all. I'm so tired of hearing this, so I read it and I went through it, and I'm going to break it down for you here coming up. We're also going to talk about Biden's green energy push. Get ready, because 8,000 Americans are about to lose their jobs. We've got this, Walgreens and prophylactics. we got a whole bunch of stuff. I don't know, dude. You just don't want to miss. It's Friday. We've recently had some huge wins for truth and the American family, so it feels like the pendulum may be swinging back to a point of sense, and the center of change has to be the family, your family. There's no company doing more to help you bring your family and friends to the table than Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers delivers straight to your door and guarantees you that meat is born, raised, and harvested 100% here in the U.S. of A. You're already buying meat, so why not buy it in a way that strengthens the American farm? T-bones, burgers, ribeyes, and chicken, that's just some of what they have in some of the best I've had. Right now, use code Dana to get $30 off your order plus free express shipping. Make gatherings at the table common again with Good Ranchers and support American agriculture. There's no company doing more to help you bring your family and friends to the table than Good Ranchers. Visit GoodRanchers.com slash Dana to start bringing people to the table, creating change in America, and eating seriously delicious food. Right now, use code Dana to get $30 off your order plus free express shipping from GoodRanchers.com slash Dana. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. 
NASCAR is, they're going to be launching a, well, it's an electric, electric racing series in 2023. That's according to new documents that have been released. They haven't hidden their intention to bring electric cars into stock car racing, but apparently it's going to happen sooner than expected. According to the report, NASCAR is going to demonstrate a prototype electric racing car during the clash at the LA Coliseum preseason event in February. Then they're going to follow it up with a six race series aligned with cups. Are they going to do any woke stuff? Because I don't give a back, I don't give a rat's backside if they're going to do any woke stuff. I'm just going to stop it right there. Prove to me that you ain't going to be stupid and woke and DEI and all that stuff, and then I'll care. See, is that is that me being too cynical? It's Friday. I think we got it built up enough, right? Yeah. Okay. I think we're we're due. Oh boy, Disney. So the wokest place on earth. They're <laughs> Disneyland's actually cutting Walt Disney's speech from their anniversary celebration. They turned 67. Nobody cares. And they had, you know, the same stuff that nobody cares to celebrate their birthday. But they left out for the first time ever. They cut Walt Disney's Walt Disney in his opening day speech. And people were wondering why it was. And they said, well, because uh, Bob Chapek, you know, hates Walt. So I don't know. But they said that it is. They've grown more and more woke. Clearly, we've talked about it. So they he's just not uh, woke enough for them anymore. Unbelievable. Disney's ruining themselves. They really are. Uh, let's see. A stunned Pennsylvania cop is forced to shoot and kill a 15-foot pet snake while responding to an emergency call because it had wrapped itself around its owner's neck and was suffocating the owner. The 28-year-old man who owned the 15-foot snake actually had a heart attack due to the reptile wrapping itself around his throat and trying to squeeze him to death. They had to shoot the snake because they tried to cut it off his neck but they were running out of time. The guy was already in the middle of a heart attack. He was dying. His vitals weren't good. They couldn't get to him. This It was crazy. So they said this, the officer shot the snake in the face. So I don't know that I would have anything that could squeeze me to death as a pet. This is me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm five, seven. You know, I'm not like a, a huge person. So I just, you know, just a little, little nervous about that. Uh, Air Force. They say that the U.S., this is a bad idea, that they're, the U.S. is considering sending an array of fighter jets to Ukraine and give pilots accelerated training to ramp up Western involvement against Russia. I Yeah, I know. Just going to get all our kids involved in a war. There we go. We got more in store. Don't go anywhere. If you're a regular listener, then you've heard me talk about kel and all the reasons why they're one of my personal favorites when it comes to firearms. Privately owned family company, kel has been making one-of-a-kind American-made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, kel doesn't just copy other weapons on the market. They innovate new ones, including the new P50. The P50 platform is based around a 50-round double-stack magazine, which lays horizontally along the top of the grip. The 5.7 cartridge comes in several variants, from sporting, hunting, to personal defense, and with how easy it handles its smooth shooting, because it's well-balanced and thus accurate. You can definitely see kel reliability and quality at work. The P50 is fun on the range, but it's also great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P50 and all other kel weapons, and products, check out keltechweapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C weapons.com. Keltech, creating innovative quality firearms to help secure your world. Keltechweapons.com. CPAC Chairman Matt Schlapp explains why firing Nancy Pelosi and winning the midterms needs to be our white-hot focus, or 2024 might not even matter. I'm Bill Walton. 
On the latest edition of The Bill Walton Show, Matt and I also discuss how a small number of leftists are ruining our corporations and institutions and why conservative ideas are better because they work and they make us happy. Follow The Bill Walton Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. I don't dislike this song. Pat Benatar's hit me with your best shot. I've seen her live before. I'm just so damn tired of it because it's just used for everything. It's not even cool anymore. Welcome back to your program. Your lovable curmudgeon, Dana Lash here. Why are we playing this song? Because Pat Benatar heroically declared, ladies and gentlemen, in a new interview that she would no longer sing her hit song, Hit Me With Your Best Shot, because... Because of mass shootings. She says, quote, and we're not doing hit me with your best shot. And fans are having a heart attack. And I'm like, I'm sorry. In deference to the victims of the families of these mass shootings, I'm not singing it. I tell them, if you want to hear the song, you go home and listen to it. The title is tongue in cheek, but you have to draw the line. I can't say those words out loud with a smile on my face. I just can't. I'm not going to go on stage and soapbox. I go to my legislators, but that's. That's just my small contribution to protesting. I mean, all the years that I've heard this song, I never actually realized that she was, you know, I thought it was she's talking about, you know, like a dude. I didn't know it was she was talking about actually shooting people. Now, I have, I don't know whether or not, I don't know whether or not that's me. That's my bad. Because she, I mean, love is a battlefield. No word on hell is for children. I mean, that would be if she did like an event with Planned Parenthood, maybe, you know, that might be something that she could do. But I have no word as to whether or not she's going to stop singing Hell is for Children. I never understood. Like, I remember hearing that song when I was a kid and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's so Remember this song? Anyway, fast forward it. Hell is for children. Is she still going to sing this song? I mean, you know, in deference to, you know, whatever. I'm just curious. Hell! Hell is for children! I'm just curious. No word from her on that. No No word. So that's why we came in with it. I just, I mean, I just don't get it. She solved all the crime, Kane. Where's her medal? They should have, Joe Biden missed an amazing opportunity to give her one of those medals. Instead, it went to that lesbian soccer player who only, she can't play soccer well, but the only reason that anybody knows her is because she wants to stop bitching about being a lesbian. Nobody else cares. I mean, she's not, you can't, you, you can't name any, a, a no good plays that she's shut up. No women watch this. Bill Burr had a really great bit on that. And it's one of my favorite, man, that was one of my, because he's so right. I got another bit from him that we're going to talk about here coming up. All right. So my friend Kurt Schlichter, who we spoke to yesterday, made a really good point. If you take a selfie in the Capitol, then you could get held in solitary for 18 months. But if you tried to straight up murder a Republican candidate for governor's office, a sitting member of Congress, literally, he's in Congress, Lee Zeldin, Representative Zeldin, then you're free, no bail, in 12 hours. Democracy! Yay! (laughs) It's amazing. Then you're free to go. You're absolutely free to go. There you go. I, 
amazing. It's just amazing to me. I thought that was such a great point. Such a great point. So I want to switch gears because this contraception bill that we've been talking about, and I mentioned also a second ago, because this all goes into it, Bill Burr. I watched his, there was a part where he like went into his bad childhood and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so done hearing about this. Just get back to making fun of people. But he was making a point, this is Audio Soundbite 4, in his bit. I'm just going to play some of it because it made some people mad. If Dave Chappelle's not out there making all the, the white transgender adjacent people mad, then you have Bill Burr who's making all well these people mad. Listen. Because I don't like people telling me what to do. And I always just like, it's your body. Who the f*** am I to tell you what to do with your body? So that always made sense. All right? However, I still think you're killing a baby. See? That's where it gets weird. Like, I sit on the fence and the whole thing makes sense to me. Whatever anybody's saying, like, don't tell you what to do. It's my body, my choice. That's right, man. She's right. Leave me the hell alone. Why are you killing a baby? Well, I mean, there is that. Well, I mean, you know, if we're going to be honest, that is the whole purpose of the procedure. You know, you're not going in there because you got an earache. You're going in there because you're like, I got a baby in me. Get the f*** out of here. You walk in with a baby. You come out without one. What happened to the baby? Huh? Something happened. So... Pro-choice people are like, well, it's not a life yet. It's not a baby yet. Oh, if you do, I don't know what they say. Well, you do it the first Thursday or the last Tuesday. You spin around all the time. They dance between the raindrops. It's such not a, a baby point. yet. That's what they say, which may or may not be true. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But I'll tell you, my gut tells me that doesn't make sense. It's not a baby yet. That would be like if I was making a cake and I poured some batter in a pan and I put it in the oven, and then five minutes later, you came by and you grabbed the pan, you threw it across the floor. And I went, what the f***? You just ruined my birthday cake. And then you were like, well, that wasn't a cake yet. So true. It's like, well, it would have been. He's right. do what you just did. There would have been a cake in 50 minutes. Something happened to that cake, you cake murdering son of a (laughs) He's right. Oh, my gosh. And it was so funny because he was going into it and he mentioned the pro-choice thing and all these girls, woo, the woo girls, you know, all these broads are. Woo, and he's like, wait, why are you doing this? He's like, stop getting into the trunk. <laughs> he's like, why are you doing this? Stop. Stop getting into the trunk. Wait a second. <laughs> then he then he hit him with that and afterwards because he made mention of he's like i don't hear you anymore because they stopped they didn't know what to do they were just oh my gosh uh, uh. oh so good that's so good now the i don't know why they're calling it a contraception bill it's not a contraception bill how many times Kane, did i bring up the fact that democrats we had over-the-counter birth control republicans were like yes let's have this and democrats were like mm, no. I thought y'all love women and, you know, choices and all that stuff. No birth control over the counter? Oh, you know, because their drug dealers over at Planned Parenthood wouldn't be able to sell it. If, if, and, just you, and they wouldn't be able to control the access to a certain demographic of, of, of women. Whatever women want to go there to get their birth control instead of paying just like $9 to go get it at Target, but whatever. You know, go pick you up a piece of coral to put on your coffee table there, too. Get your pills, whatever. But... Democrats were so excited 
to try to, because they do this with bills all the time. They wanted to paint Republicans as being opposed to contraception so that they could just shake this narrative of having been the party that repeatedly killed over-the-counter birth control. And so they came with this, this, with this so-called, I, I'm putting a lot of air quotes around it. I don't think that one pair is enough. They put this, this contraception bill forward, except it wasn't really about contraception bill. So one of the things that it did is within this legislation, they decide to completely just obliterate the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Now, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, this was something that was back in like the like early 90s. I just I don't I kind of remember I forgive forgive me because I was just coming out of junior high. It was it was had to do with they were trying to figure out religious liberty cases and, you know, being able to live your faith in your job and in your service, blah, 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 blah. And so Democrats, like one of the biggest, I think, cases that has come out from the Religious Freedom Restoration Act is the Little Sisters of the Poor, right? Because they didn't want to, they're nuns, you know, so it's not like they're having the sex, they're nuns. And under the 2012 Obamacare contraceptive mandate, they wanted to force the nuns to hand out contraception, you know, because of all the sex, apparently. And they were saying, we don't want to, we're nuns. Do you know how that works? And so they had a fight over that. Now, a little sidebar, your insurance gives you contraception in every health case. They just don't cover it with sexual recreation. Ask me how I know. Because I've had this conversation with my insurance company. I know exactly how it works. They act like women are so damn dumb. Are they just like preying on younger women who don't exactly know how this all works yet? Like what in the world? If you have endometriosis, because I've had family members, that's something that my family deals with. That's something that's covered by insurance. Don't sit here and act like it's not. They're not going to, yes, go out and screw everybody you see, Sue. And we'll just pay for all your, per- all your pills. That's not how insurance works. It worked. If, you're, if it's like a health thing and you need it for treatment, but they're not. It's like, why don't you go ahead and pay the tab too, right? At the bar. Like, come on. So anyway, this whole contraceptive bill that they were pushing, it was going to force, it was basically going to undo Religious Freedoms Restoration Act. They had protections in it for abortion. They had, there was a lot of, some, there was some, they had a lot of poison pills in this. And one of the things that came up, and Kathy McMorris Rogers, and this is, she, she put out a thing, this is on the uh, Republicans Energy Commerce uh, site. She was saying the bill was only introduced last Friday, and they, they completely went around the whole process that is usually in effect, where it goes into committee, and the committee reviews it, and they find any kind of you know, problematic areas, they work to fix it, they debate it, all this is done before you bring it out to the floor. I assume that everyone has watched Schoolhouse Rock, right? About the bills and how they're done. Okay. And so McMorris Rogers said, well, the bill, actually, the way it's written, really undermines laws that protect minors. The text of the bill stated that a person had no, there was no minimum age listed. Quote, has a statutory right under this act to obtain contraceptives and engage in contraception. A healthcare provider has a corresponding right to provide blah, 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 blah. 
it it completely removes any protection for minors. There's no stated age. The word facilities as to what this would all be applicable to actually ended up reinstating more taxpayer dollars to Planned Parenthood. This wasn't about contraception at all. This is about protecting Planned Parenthood. Democrats, one of their biggest donors. So they put all this stuff in the quote unquote contraceptive bill and then they're shocked when Republicans are like, yeah, that's not going to fly. Why couldn't you just do what we wanted, which was a straight, no chaser, over the counter bill for contraception? Nothing added to it. No poison pills. Two or three times they defeated it. One was uh, earlier this year, in fact. Actually, just like two months ago. Nope, they wanted to protect, you know, the people who, who, who donate to them. So it wasn't a contraceptive bill at all. Then you got these hysterical Democrats going out there. Oh, my gosh, Republicans. Why, you should have asked. All these people ought to be asking these Democrat lawmakers, why did you put all this crap in this bill? If this was just about contraception, why were you trying to restore the su- subsidies that were cut? Why were you trying to restore those taxpayer subsidies to Planned Parenthood? Did you not realize that that probably wasn't going to pass? You're not even going to get moderate Democrats. In, in You're about to lose the House. You're not going to get Democrats hanging on for their dear life in purple districts to support this. Come on. So that's, it wasn't a contraceptive bill at all. Not at all. So coming up, we're going to talk about how it's not about energy at all either. Biden's green energy push is going to cost 8,000 Americans their jobs. We've got that for you as well. We're also going to take a look at how Democrats are freaking out. Everybody's having to go to outstate donors like Eric Greitens in Missouri. 78% of his donations are not even from Missouri because nobody wants to donate to the guy. I mean, the guy is only about running for office. He's like the male Meghan Markle. That's who Eric Greitens is. We're going to talk about that and more coming up. And you don't want to miss. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing. And market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. Red meat, black coffee, truth-telling. The Dana Show. So I think the science on masks is actually quite clear, and there is broad agreement among public health and science experts that masks work. Higher quality masks work better than lower quality masks. He wears, every time the president wears masks, he wears high quality masks. Um, He doesn't, though. Masks are uh, not a panacea, uh, and obviously uh, But that's what you're saying. uh, Wait, 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 hold up, hold up. How, so this is Dr. Jha. This was the press conference yesterday. So many things that were like not even consistent. How are you sitting here saying that they're not the panacea, but yet they are? 
Well, I mean, they're, they're preventing everything. And he wears high-quality masks. It's high-quality H2O. It's like the water boy, but with masks. It's high-quality mask. I feel like you need some high-quality masking. This just doesn't make any sense. They don't work. There's, I have a million studies showing they don't work. If you want to wear your face panty, you know, because that's your Linus blanket, go ahead and do it, right? I mean, that's probably a lot worse than copping off, chopping off your jimmy. Go ahead. I mean, if that's what makes you feel better, I'm just... <laughs> Juan's like, oh, my gosh. But, but you know what I mean? It's like become a soothing technique for people. Yeah. It's a, I, so I have a friend. Check this. So I, I have a friend who's... My friend's one way politically and the mother is totally to the left. And the mom would not even, the grandma would not even, like when they, the last uh, Christmas and all that stuff, the grandmother was like, I don't know. I don't know if I feel like it's safe for everybody to get together. And the grandmother lives down the street. Like, I don't know if it's safe for everybody to get together. I Because I, I, I really want everyone to wear masks. And she actually is healthy. She doesn't smoke. She doesn't have any like serious comorbidities and nor does her spouse. And my friend was telling me that it's just, oh my gosh, she's always kind of been, you know, she was just venting. And got she got mad at one of her grandkids because when they got there, um, she apparently had taken her, and this was for Thanksgiving of last year, apparently one of the grandkids, they had stopped just to have a quick meal with them and because that's all she would allow. And one of the grandkids took their mask off before they got to the table. And it was, so they're apparently not even on speaking terms for all this stuff. It is so ridiculous. That's, I'm sorry, but you're, you have a mental health issue at that point. You legitimately do. And messages like this are encouraging it. They don't work at preventing the virus. This is science. Anyone who disagrees with over 90 some odd studies on this that have been independently done. Why, yes, I do have a list of them. And so does Real Clear Politics. And so does Gravian. And so does, I mean, the internet. And they've all been done within the past 10 years too, by the way. Anyone disagreeing with the established modern science on this at this point, you are encouraging this nonsense. You're anti-science. You're misinformation. Another hour on the way, ladies and gentlemen. We've got wokery. We've got the latest with no justice in New York. So much. Stay with us. Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Super Beats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Super Beats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Chews. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Chews for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Super Beats Chews an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com. If Dan Patrick gets another term, he's already told us he's coming after your school and he's coming after your teacher. He wants to privatize and profitize our public schools. As Lieutenant Governor, I will lead the legislature to amend our Constitution to ban forever private school vouchers. You know why? Because vouchers are for vultures. Uh, what? That's... 
Whoa. So this guy, his name's Mike Collier. He's a Democrat who's running for office in the Republic of Texas, ladies and gentlemen. And he thinks that if you want vouchers for schools, then you're a vulture. Oh, my. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here. Happy Friday to you. I, um, man, I saw this last night. The only vultures that I see are crackpot politicians like Mike Collier. He wants to be lieutenant governor. Who thinks that parents' hard-earned money funding education is his money? Great job just tanking your election by insulting voters there, Lunchbox. Good job. Uh, you know he. You know that Mike Collier, I compared him on Twitter to, do you know what I compared him to, Kane? Did you see what I compared him to? Okay, well, it was, I can't play any of it. It's, this, it's a video meme, and it's so cringe. And that's the whole point of the video. Is to, it, it's a giant, but I compared him to this uh, rapping old man guy. That's all I'm going to say. I just shared the image in Slack of who I compared him to. You're going to know it immediately. Yeah. I said same energy. Imagine thinking, like, you know, he's like, well, how can we insult our, vo- our voters? I don't know why I'm making him sound like, uh, like uh, Colonel Sanders meets uh, Foghorn Leghorn. I don't know, but I am. Uh, he, where does this guy come from? He, they sat around there, you know, and they were trying to try to come up with a phrase. Well, how about vouchers off of vultures? Ooh, that sounds good, Mike. Yes, it does. They both start with V. They both start with v. Ooh, and they, so it almost kind of makes them rhyme. Uh, and, and he tweets it out. Not only does he say it, man, and you know he was waiting for big applause. But it was weird because when I watched the video... The, the, the weird thing about it is he was not receiving the applause that he thought he was going to receive, I think. Because, and like he looks around like, ooh, you ready for this line? Vouchers are for vultures. What? You, whose money is that? Whose money funds education? Parents. All our money funds education. It's taken, it's stolen from us, and they call it taxes. Which, by the way, if you were to steal from anyone else, you would go to jail. But here, they steal from you, and they call it taxes. But actually, it's not just theft, it's also extortion. Because you have to pay 30-some-odd percent plus of your income to stay out of jail every year. That's what it is. I mean, you know, at least the mafia is honest, right? So... Here you have this guy, Mike Collier, who thinks that everybody, all everybody's hard-earned money is his money, the government's money. Vouchers off of vultures. That's the parents' money. It's their money. They pay this. This is their money. You don't... The vultures are the politicians who think everyone's money is theirs to spend as they please and do with what they want. The vultures are the people who want to prey on the kids in school, which I'm going to have an update about that. This was a great point made by one listener, Native Liberty, who said, way to, way to help out minorities who suffer most from lack of choice in schools, but hey, you got to support that gigantic union, NEA, to pay your bills. Yeah. yeah. Right, on target. right on target. Man, his face, dude, when he looked around the room right before he gave that line, you knew he was, even if you did not have the phrase and the tweet of what he said, you knew it was going to be something stupid. You knew it was. 
This is what he was saying. He goes, Mike Collier, if Dan Patrick gets another term, he's and sidebar. I am not trying to make him sound like Foghorn Leghorn because I don't like Foghorn Leghorn. He just looks like a boss hog kind of character, this dude. So I'm boss hogging him. Anyway, back to the point. He tweets, if Dan Patrick gets another term, he's already, he's told us already, he's coming after our schools and our teachers. He wants to privatize and profitize your public school. And as your lieutenant governor, oh man, dude, I am made, I'm not going to get through this. Ooh, as your lieutenant governor, I will fund our schools and make and fight to make our public schools the best in the nation. He's a grown-up Cartman. If if Cartman and Boss Hog had a kid, it'd be Mike Collier. Respect my authority. Respect my authority. Exactly. I love how he acts like he's in. He now I was raised Baptist, so I can say this, and I'm from the Ozark, so shh. You all know that there's a Southern Baptist preacher speaking technique. It's glorious, it's iconic, and it is hysterical. Because you can use it on anything, and it makes somebody sound authority, just has, have a lot of authority. And he's like pulling some of that. He wants to privatize and to profitize Yahweh Public School. Wait a minute. Who's reaping the profits, Mike? Oh, the parents. I love how Democrats think that privatizing things is stealing. Well, they think it's stealing from them, the Democrats, because that's less of your money that they get to have. So whenever you hear them complaining about privatization, it's because they don't get to have their fat little grubby sausage fingered hands in it. That's what it is. Little smokies for fingers. It's because they can't get in there and get at it. That's what. Privatize and profitize, Kane. Respect my authority. That's literally how you get better schools. When you privatize, that's how, because then it becomes a competition thing, not just a, you know, uh, an entity that's sucking money from the government. It become when you privatize a school, it now has to compete with other privatized schools and it has to be a better in order to survive. That's how you get better schools. This guy's clueless. No, this guy's NEA. He's about his union. He's not about the kids and the parents. He's about the union because the union gives him money. Man. The union does give him money. Crazy. So, I don't know, man. It's, it's, I asked him, I said, did Cartman write this? I can't, man, he makes it too easy to troll. Vouchers off of vultures, privatize and profitize. This is your money. It's like with Social Security. I hope my mom's not listening right now. She's going to start throwing things. You know how everybody has like their one thing that just presses that button and you are just, you're hot, you're mad. For her, it's Social Security. The most descriptive language, none of which is fit for FCC controlled airwaves that I've ever heard describing anything was her describing Al Gore after he said he was going to put Social Security in a lockbox. I did not know that there were so many ways to tell someone to go do something unflattering to themselves than I did at that moment when he had said that at a debate. I was sitting in the living room and she went off. Privatization. Privatizing means you get to keep your money and do with it as you want. They want to privatize your public school. What have the public schools been doing for the public school kids, Mike Collier? 
What have the public schools been doing for the parents of the public school kids, Mike Collier? Mike Cartman Collier. What have they been doing? Let's look at academic test scores. Let's look at how many, how many hours they were in the classrooms and everything was locked down. You want to see all the stories I have showing how, fall, how far kids have fallen behind? They were already kind of running behind. How good teachers are squeezed out by the unions? I don't, I don't support public sector unions. I only support private sector unions. Because public sector unions, it's my money. I want the biggest seat at the table as the taxpayer. And so should you. Because it's our money. If I, don't get a seat at the, if I don't get a seat at the table, I'm not going to have you know, these politicians that get paid by these damn people they're sitting across from, sit here in a good... It's like, it is literally that, that, that saying come to life, describing democracy. It's two wolves... Having a conversation about what to do with the sheep. That's exactly what that is. And you got this guy who's trying to fear monger. Oh boy, I'm not going to be able to get no more of your money. Oh, if you privatize and you get to spend your money on your kids the way you want to. Oh, what am I going to do? Me, my Cartman Collier. Dude, I want every bit of audio from this guy now. I want to just troll him endlessly. Because he... I hope he does a campaign event here. I would love to attend. You know, as a citizen and a parent, that's all I'm saying, guys. Come on. All right, I got more. I just, I really, it's Friday. I just want to make fun of him for the rest of the time. But I'm trying to be better. Can I just point out this very well-played New York Post headline here today? Hunter Biden's marriage to Melissa Cohen is on the rocks. I believe... That New York Post, the paper of record for Alexander Hamilton here, I believe they mean Cain Parmesan. (laughs) So the story, I know you're all surprised. His marriage, is she a filmmaker or an Instagram influencer? Because when they first got married, she was an Instagram influencer. Now all of a sudden she's a filmmaker. What films has she made? Anyway, they say that Hunter Biden's marriage, they've barely been married. To Melissa Cohen is on the rocks under the pressure of the federal investigation into his business dealings. Sources close to the president's wayward son say wayward son. I think all I mean, honestly, maybe I don't know. I don't think Bo had baggage, but damn, all of them sound wayward. They say that both Hunter and his South African wife are frustrated because they are in lockdown. Well, she's confided in friends that life with Hunter is hard. Really? You think that life with a guy who sat in a sensory deprivation tank, fondled himself while smoking crack and drinking and recording the whole thing would be difficult. Thought that'd be tough. Hmm. The guy who spent spent all his kids' money on Russian hookers and then had to beg for more money from the president. You think that wouldn't hit me hard? Jeez. One source close to the couple said they never go anywhere because they've been instructed to stay out of sight and away from cameras while investigation into Hunter continues. So they said that added to the pressure, the secret, are you, are you listen to this, Added to the pressure, the Secret Service lives in a much larger mansion next door. That's a line. You okay over there? (sighs) They've been confined, guys, to their $20,000 a month mansion in Malibu. Oh my gosh, quel horror. They've been confined to their mansion in Malibu, which also houses his art studio. It's like a prison, that mansion in Malibu. And then Secret Service, because Hunter Biden wants to be seen as being rich, 
and he has no absolutely nor does his wife they have no connections to malibu they just want to live there because they're like that's where the rich people live we want to be looked at like rich people they did not care one rat's backside about the fact that secret service has to go with him because you know mr cokehead here could get kidnapped and used for leverage against the president of the united states thereby imperiling our national security so we have to have secret service for this dude And they have to spend $30,000 a month of public money, taxpayer dollars, to rent a mansion next door so that they can keep their detail on him. Still financially irresponsible. The fact that media are not blowing him up over this is insane to me. They have no reason to live there. They could live in Virginia. They could, hell, they could live in Delaware next to Biden's beach house. And they wouldn't have to pay $30,000 a month for Secret Service to continue watching over Mr. Parmesan here. Jiminy Christmas. You want to talk about wasting taxpayer dollars? The Senate Armed Services Committee slams the Pentagon over its wasteful hunt for extremists. Bill de Blasio drops out of his congressional race after New Yorkers make it clear they despise him. And the Democrats insult Latinas again. I'm Greg Corumbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch Podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day for conservatives and hopefully a lot of laughs too. Join us. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Mm, So, Fauci's retirement pension, according to Adam Credo over at the Free Beacon, is going to top the presidential salary. Openthebooks.com got data from OPM to estimate his annual pension at over $400,000. It's actually going to be higher than that of the salary for the president of the United States. For all of his science, you know, the science that he's done, King. Yeah. Uh, China is the top foreign buyer of U.S. housing at $6.1 billion last year. Very interesting. So in this piece, I hate pop-up ads. In this piece, Chinese buyers flooded the American housing market with more than $6 billion last year, more than purchases from any other foreign country. It's not people who are Chinese purchasing houses. It's the country that's actually. They said foreign purchasers, like entities, you know, asset management, all that, they bought $6.1 billion in U.S. homes from April 2021 to March 2022. It's up 30% from the year prior. Wow. And uh, remember the teenager who was killed in Chaz Chop? Their family suing the city of Seattle. Stick with us. Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana Show. So when I think about what we need to do to address mayor, um, what ultimately does so often fall on the shoulders of our mayors to address on a community level, um, we need to take action at the federal level. So what? What? That doesn't make any sense. What am I hearing? It's Kamala Harris, man. I am way more terrified of her than I am of Biden. Cause she crazy and she can't speak. I mean, he can't either. Well, crap. Neither of them can, can they? But this is like her every, every day thing, every day thing. This is what she has. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here. Make sure you sign up. Sign up for the newsletter over at Substack. All kinds of good stuff in there for you. Sent out regularly all throughout the, le- uh, all throughout the week. This reminds me of this audio sound by two. This was after they had the, uh, 
COVID announcement for the president yesterday. And Jean-Pierre, Corinne Jean-Pierre was asked about this, about what would happen if Biden gets worse. Is there a plan in place? Listen. Is there a plan in place to transfer power to Vice President Harris if the president's situation gets worse? The president is... uh it has mild symptoms. He's able to do uh, the business of the American people from the residents, and that's what matters right now. So there's no plan in place then? Man. Uh, wow. Yeah. Please don't. He needs to get well. Pump him full of whatever you pump him full of normally so he can go out there and speak like a regular human sometimes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I actually, I know there's been a lot of discussion about, and we were talking about this too, and I get it because everyone was was made to stay inside and and they we did the contact tracing and all this stuff. I never did any of that. I didn't, I didn't sign up for any app. Kiss my grits. I didn't sign up for no app, nothing. But I actually, I was thinking about this more in depth, Came, yeah. I'm totally fine with Biden not wearing a mask and I'm totally fine with them not caring anymore about where he got it. I am, because I think we need to go to some sort of normal normalcy. Like, I wasn't mad when Obama had his big party. So don't get mad at me if I had a big party. You know what I mean? Like, same thing, same energy. I don't, you know, I don't, if somebody, I'm not, I'm not going to grill like when, I, when we got it over Christmas. I kind of have an idea where we got it, but I didn't go and grill everybody in my church pew. Like, oh, were you coughing? What am, because it happens. You got to acclimate and live with it. So I don't care. I actually don't care. I think that, and remember this, the next time anyone's like, oh, we think we need to return to masks. No, kiss our grits. We're not going to wear, no we're, no, we're not going back to that. We're not going back to that. <clears throat> it's, um, now, Kane, you asked if you were curious whether or not the Saudis or the, any Israelis or any Palestinian, Palestinian yeah. leaders got the Rona from Biden. That's, I'm curious about that. But like, what if he got it from his travels? Remember how they said that that Iranians wanted to kill him when he went over to Jeddah? I'm just wondering. Just, you know, asking. They said his, what did they say? His voice was, let me pull this up, sorry. I had this open, I accidentally just closed it. They said his voice is lowered. Yeah, but he's okay. His cough is looser. But his voice is, now Juan's trying to scare us. By at, stop it because we don't want that woman in the office. No, he's like, well, what if it's not COVID? Stop. What, what if it is just a cold? Maybe he's saying that. What if it's just a cold? Right. It just could be just a cold. I, I would I'd take that. He's now he's putting something in slack. He's oh, my. Juan or has, it could be monkeypox. Juan has been so much more tinfoil than Kane lately, especially in slack. I've been questioning him lately. I don't get to see him or hear him, but I just read. I think I'm rubbing off on him. <laughs> I'm influencing Juan. What if, yeah, what if it is monkeypox? I say, what if he never got boosted or vaxxed at all, and it was just a saline solution? Man. What about I, that? I have, I have some people in my family who will send me Facebook messages, and it, I can't even tell what I'm looking at. And I, lo- I, I just love that people look at this. I'm not making fun of nobody because I just find it. I know I do crazy stuff. I just am entertained because I had like a family member send me. I guess they took a screenshot when he got the injection, his first shot or whatever. Someone sent me a screenshot. It was a family member. I'm not going to put them on blast because they're very sweet, good people. 
But they were just like, I just don't believe with something that that hasn't been really tested and there's not a lot of evidence on. And by the way, this person is a retired RN. Thank you. Uh, they were saying, I just, I don't know. I mean, does it look like there's something in it? You couldn't see because it was so pixelated. And I'm like, this is something Kane would send me. Anyway. Yeah, Juan's like, what if it's monkeypox? Hmm? I mean, I don't know what he's been doing over there when he was traveling. I would much more suspect Hunter Biden of having it. Hunter Biden is kind of like a walking sentient version of it. Then. But I can't imagine, man, whatever he's got to do to not get sicker. They said his voice was lowered. His cough is looser. Whatever. What does that mean? What does that mean? What is you've got a looser cough? What? I guess that phlegm when you cough and the phlegm doesn't clear then it's you know it's a harder cough, but it's looser. Oh man, he's got. So do you remember when he had uh, six days ago when he coughed? Hang on, I'm gonna play. Can I play this? I'm gonna play it. Yeah. Remember this? Making a speech, and uh, I had a terrible headache. <laughs> so just a few days ago, before he announced. Excuse me, a terrible headache. And uh, cough all over that mic, dude. Get it taking a drink of water. He clearly did not feel well. <coughs> he swallowed wrong. He swallowed wrong. Terrible headache. This is years ago. And I did a very stupid thing. <coughs> I got on an aircraft. See, he just that made me worry. I don't care if I dislike the guy because of how he identifies. I hate everybody else's leaders more. I mean, you know. Some of them I just dislike. Hate might be a strong word, although there are some I hate. Like, I legit hate Xi Jinping, right, and Vladimir Putin, and Erdogan, and, I mean, there's a lot more. I mean, some of them I kind of like, not those guys, but you know what I mean. I don't want anyone to think that we are in a position of weak, weakness or rudderless or anything like that. I don't, I, that is, that's because I'm looking out for my own back, and, and you all should be in the same boat. I don't want anyone to think, oh, now's the time to do something, you know, and let's go attack the United States because their president is sick. They're rudderless. They don't have a leader. I just don't want anyone to think like that. So I need him. Whatever they got to do, they need to get him well and get him over whatever. But have you noticed no one's going after, what is it, Kane? the Paxlovid? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds so much like Pavlovian, but The very pill made by the company whose vaccines don't work. You loved our, our, our non-working vaccines that weren't actually vaccines. So try our pill. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think that's going to work. Okay, I got some wokery for you too. Quidditch. Now, this was a thing entirely created by J.K. Rowling in her Harry Potter books. And so now, because she is simply stating biological fact, and I don't agree with her on really anything except this, apparently. The game that she literally invented in Harry Potter, apparently they decided to create this game in real life, but obviously nobody has a flying broomstick or, you know, I, I mean, I guess they still have the same roles, but they said that not, there's a Quidditch league. The body's in charge of the sport, Quidditch, inspired by, inspired, it's entirely the game, even the name. They say inspired by Rowling. They say changes are being made because Rowling, quote, has increasingly come under scrutiny for her anti-trans position in recent years. Now, I just got to stop here because this is how the left works language. If you believe that people who have certain chromosomes and vaginas and that are women and people who have other certain chromosomes and frankenbeans are dudes, 
then that is apparently anti-trans. If you if you disagree with someone's opinion, that means you're anti. Which I think is a really myopic and illiberal way of defining something. So the Quidditch, they've decided that they are rebranding. They're dropping the name and calling it Quadball. Because, well, another motivation is that it's trademarked by Warner Brothers. I hope she sues the hell out of them. Just for past earnings, since they infringed on her name, her a, a creation that she had made for so long, I would just as punishment. This is why I don't think I would be a responsible billionaire. I mean, I would have a million dog shelters and all this other stuff, but I would also engage in a level of lawfare that is unprecedented and has never been before seen in our by our species. Kane okay. and I would. This is how I would do it. I would go after every person involved in it individually, the league, everybody that I could theor- I could actually practically drag into a courtroom, and I would bankrupt all of them. You say that, but it's really actually a very mean thing to do. But this is why I'm telling you, I am being honest like Gladriel in the ring. In the ho- I would completely, absolute power corrupts absolutely, okay? Having billions of dollars to engage in just unlimited lawfare, is pretty corrupting. I would totally do it. Oh my gosh, it's not even a question. Not even a question. Yeah, the government does. Oh man. So I'm just saying. They um they changed their league name because she believes in women. Okay. Wow. All right. And it's not anti-trans. Now check this out. So they went after Ron DeSantis. This entity called, oh, it's actually called Florida Politics. I don't know what it is. It's a digital, another digital dime a dozen startup. Anyway, they said, quote, women get pregnant and not men. Governor Ron DeSantis picks a new anti-woke fight. Wait, what? So I just want to go. To the rest of the phrase after the, the colon, after following women get pregnant, not men. The structure of the sentence is Governor Ron DeSantis picks new anti-woke fight. That's a really weird way to word observe scientific fact. Am I right? Of course I am. Picks a new anti-woke fight. So he was just, you know, hanging out and realized, you know what? I'm going to call women women. What? How is it anti-woke? I hate the phrase woke, too, and I like what Bill Burr said about that and his thing. I want to say that. (laughs) That's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in any stand-up routine, ever. I just, this is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I'm going to (laughs) try. What's that? So... Get back on track here. Anyway, that's just science. Science science is fighting, as Kane says. Apparently, he's just, he's simply observing science. That's not a fight. That's like saying the earth is not, the earth doesn't, uh, the sun doesn't revolve around the earth. The earth revolves around the sun. Governor Ron DeSantis picks a new anti-woke fight. What? Snow is just frozen water. Governor Ron DeSantis picks a new anti-woke fight. 
I mean, you could do this all day, which I will. That's just science. Can you imagine how confused all our, all our little kids are going to be in, in like 20 years? We won't be able to find our way out of a paper bag, much less fight our way out of it when China comes after buying up all our land to take us over. Oh, my gosh. All these activists out there that are, you know, our age and, you know, a little older and a little younger, you all aren't thinking about what's going to happen when you're old and in the home. You're going to have all these young kids who don't even know what a woman is. And we're going to be bought out by a geopolitical foe. Life will end in America as we know it. It'll all be hell. Oh my gosh. I'm now the Elmo gif in fire. <sighs> we have more to come. We got Florida man on the way. I still love that. I just am going to make fun of this Ron DeSantis attack too. He picks a new anti-woke fight. Men are dudes. <gasps> Tyranny. Fascism. We're also going to talk about uh, Walgreens and prophylactics coming up. I know you're so excited. I know. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. So I cannot tell you the number of emails that I got from our Florida listeners who were like, well, it's not really that bad that alligators are in every body of water, but they kind of (laughs) are. And they're like, it's just it's just a matter of life that we're used to it. This story This type of stuff, this is why I'm like, I will literally cross the road away from a body of water in Florida. An elderly woman was killed after she fell into a pond along a golf course in Florida and was attacked by two alligators. It was at the Boca Royal Golf Country Club in Inglewood, 30 miles south of Sarasota. She fell into a pond along the course near her home and she was trying to stay afloat. And then two alligators, apparently witnesses, saw them near her and they went in. And she did not... She was pronounced dead, pronounced dead at the scene. She has not been identified by authorities. They brought an, a trapper in from Florida Fish and Wildlife. They removed them. One of them was a seven foot, seven inch, and one was an eight foot, 10 inch, and they were both removed. Now they think that those are the ones that you, now I will say this, the, the likelihood of being injured or killed in an unprovoked alligator incident in Florida is like one in 3.1 million. So let's not go all like, but still. Man, that's that's scary. We got a lot more on the way. Wokery, Democrats, Senate, more. Stick with us. Okay, so it took a couple days for me to make this TikTok um, without crying because that's what I do. Um, Please ignore the dog bone crunching behind me. Anyhow, um, one of my students uh, felt safe enough to share his pronouns with me. Oh, my gosh. And when he did so... Once the class knew that I knew, they all switched pronouns. They're second graders. And you're grinning. Like I'm torn between being really, really happy to be a safe space and just absolutely furious that an entire group of second graders has to keep this secret from not safe people. Oh, wow. That's brainwashing. Why are kids feeling unsafe? This person trying to brainwash kids and say, it's not safe to be around your parents. That's what predators always tell kids. Yeah. You don't, don't tell anyone. Don't tell your parents. You can't trust them. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Make sure you sign up for Substack, my chapter and verse newsletter. And I also, you can find it, the subscription link at danalash.com or in the bio of all of my social media profiles. I bring this video up because I just, I don't think that this is, I don't care what a teacher wants to do. I don't think you have any, except if it involves brainwashing kids and this, this stuff. That's not what you're there to do. You're, you're, it's second grade for crying out loud. They're not even able to yet process abstract concepts. So stop it. 
This is absolute indoctrination. It's grooming, which is different from, you know, pedophilia. But grooming is not is is grooming is grooming. And this is grooming behavior. Now, you're not allowed to really say that anymore. They're trying to make that a bad word. Twitter is now censoring the word groomer. So media matters. Oh, they hate me. They have. uh, Oh, man, we've danced for quite a long time. They tried when I was at. Oh, yeah. When I was at CNN, Media Matters tried desperately to get me fired unsuccessfully. And they go after all they exist to do. It's not a news entity. They try to present themselves as one, but they're not. All Media Matters is, is a left wing activist group. They are funded. And this is not this is fact, fact based info. You can pull people's uh, aren't they a C3 or C4? All I know is that they had a 10, they have a, a form. What is it? I can't remember. Not a 1099. I can't remember the form. Be- yeah, but I can't remember the name of the form that they have to show you because it, for groups that have this tax structure, anybody can go in and demand to see their, their, uh, their tax exempt status, their data and their, th- this form that they're supposed to file with the government annually. Cause I've gone into the media matters office and have, and have done this, but it was like 10 years ago and I can't remember what the number is. Um, but, they they're funded by the tides foundation which was created and financed by george soros and all they do they serve as an activist arm for the democrat party specifically for media and entertainment and they don't have advertising it's a bunch of super rich far left democrat uh you know progressive you know whatever that fund them and they will assign it's somebody different now but joe strupp who was actually a nice guy. I got along with him. He left Media Matters. Joe Strupp was, worked at Media Matters, and he had told me that he was assigned to me. I was his beat. So everywhere I went, if I was in New York speaking at the Talkers Conference for radio, he was in New York right there in the front row taking notes on my speech. If I was in D.C. for CPAC, Joe Strupp was right there following me around. If I was wherever I was, that's where he would go. And now everyone just listens in digitally, although they still show up at events and stuff. But um, and he told me that he ended up leaving and going somewhere else. But we actually got along. It was a very interesting relationship. And Media Matters has always been ridiculous. There was one time and I'm telling you all of this. I'm going to tell you their involvement in this particular story with the audio that we just played and all of this. But I want to make sure you fully understand how ridiculous this organization is. Uh, This was back. I think it was in 2000 and it was after the 2012 election. And I think it was Barack Obama addressing it. It technically was a state of the union. Normally, it's not called that the first time that a president after election addresses Congress. But Barack Obama was an incumbent. And so, uh, you know, it was state of the union. He was giving part of his state of the union address uh, focused on green energy. And you've heard Biden talk about this green energy and getting military vehicles more green. Right using more green energy in the military and right before that he was talking about how nasa had to be more accessible and needed to do more muslim outreach and so as a joke on twitter i said well you know because everything always is the opposite with democrats in dc everything is always the opposite of what it's actually you know when you name a group it refers to something opposite other than its intended purpose so i said okay so i guess now the 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 Uh, Department of Defense is about green energy and NASA is all about, uh, you know, Muslim outreach. And I can't even remember what I said. 
or NASA's about, yeah, Muslim outreach. And Media Matters said, CNN's Dana Lash, uh, let's, uh, on Barack Obama's State of the Union, let's shoot Muslims into space. I had that as my desktop wallpaper forever. They are, and they lie about people. They absolutely will lie about you. And they are so ridiculous. No one really takes them seriously. But there are certain people who are, I know for a fact, the vice president of standards and affairs used to wake up and do two things. He'd take a dump and read media matters. Standards and practices. I absolutely know that for a fact. That was told to me by someone who reported to him. So they were, that's, you know, they, there are these, these people in these administrative positions in these cable news networks that do pay attention to it. And um, they try to get me in trouble with CNN for that. And I had, uh, it was just kind of crazy. And I was like, I'm not apologizing for anything. They're morons. This is stupid. And that's a lie. And that's actually defamatory. And if I'm penalized for a lie that they said, then that's actionable, you know, technically. So anyway, now Media Matters is going after the whole groomer thing, right? So the day before, no, yesterday, actually, day before yesterday or yesterday, Media Matters has been amping up these attacks on conservatives who use the words groomer referring to an adult talking about sex and trying to trying to brainwash kids young kids like this person was talking about second graders into this and now twitter because they were pushing twitter to censor for this media matters was now twitter daily caller has this story is censoring the word groomer because media matters for america relentlessly pressure them to crack down on it they said that the word groomer is anti-lgbt interestingly enough they've had no objection to the word turf now james Lindsay, who we follow each other he's a commentator he got suspended from twitter yesterday because he called a media matters employee on twitter a groomer Lindsay shared all of his screenshots with daily caller and he had called, and it was because they were sticking up for indoctrination in the classroom. I mean, and you know, when you do that, that's kind of what you're doing. So he had retweeted this. This person said, uh, you know, Twitter says the anti-LGBTQ slur groomers ban, but it's enforcement sorely lacking. And he had shared a screenshot talking about daily dot said earlier this week daily dot reported a tweet calling a transgender woman a groomer to see if it violated twitter's policies against abusive behavior and they reported him because he was talking about one of these teachers just like the audio that i was sharing with you and referred to it as a groomer so they had him suspended media matters had him suspended and they said misusing the word groomer to attack lgbtq people races blah 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 all this nonsense and they said accusing people of harming children with no basis is extremely dangerous. That's one of Media Matters lackeys, what they wrote, which is very interesting because Media Matters themselves have had no problems at all whatsoever of calling millions of innocent law abiding Americans who merely own firearms culpable in the murder of children every time there's a mass casualty incident. And they've also never had any problems referring to people as TERFs which is trans-exclusionary radical feminist. It's a, pro- it's a progressive patriarchal slur against women who are either conservative or liberal who believe that women exist. And so Twitter's going along with us. Of course they are. 
This is this and this is what they're doing. This the the left thinks and I I we play that audio. I'm not going to play it again. Like the Mike Collier guy who was going on and on about he's he's running for lieutenant governor in Texas. And he was saying that it is vouchers are for vultures. That was his phrase. And he was saying arguing that parents have absolutely no claim on the money that they pay in taxes for their kids school and they and really ultimately what those kids learn democrats increasingly believe that by way of sending your child to a public school you are somehow officially forfeiting your authority as a parent your authority in your child's life that's at least how they behave and that's kind of underlines a lot of the arguments that they make it's really wild. But the whole groomer thing is, I mean, that's what it is. That's, I mean, that's, there is, that's what it is. There's no other, how else are you going to, how else are you going to describe it? NPR started pushing on this too back in May. But they've been going on and on and on. Vice uh, I'm looking at some of these MSNBC, Vice, um, Washington Post, CNN, um, The Atlantic, a John's France Press. Oh, my gosh. Like, for instance, uh, Joel Mathis writes April 4th, 2022. Why are Republicans so concerned about grooming? Vice News. Conservatives are smearing don't say gay opponents as pedophile groomers. Uh, this is WAPO. The new Red Scare. The right leans into pedophilia accusations. Uh, the teachers who mention sexuality are grooming kids, conservatives say. MSNBC. Man, they're trying to like put all of the buzzwords in here. GOP smears political opponents as pro-pedophile groomers. The QAnon part. And they're trying to like act like they're part of what? Jeez. Uh, uh, this is Jonathan Chait for national interest. Why Republicans are smearing everyone as pedophiles now. CNN. Uh... Republican congressman giving oxygen to dangerous theory of grooming. No, grooming itself is. So they're admitting, like, what? Being a predator, as Kane notes, is a behavior. It has nothing to do with a group of people. Grooming doesn't, have, it, it's a behavior. Are you, are, is the left trying to say that grooming is, is specifically only a feature of, of the LGBTQ community? And smearing all alphabet people as pedophiles? Because that's what it sounds like they're doing. By the way, I mean, I do not know. I have left or right. And I have received mail from left-leaning gay people, men and women, who are like they'll they'll say i you know i hate your opinion on everything else but on this we agree and it shocks me they don't like the q part and the alphabet thing there's like a whole war happening with that group yeah they don't like the t yeah no sorry the t part they don't like the t part the transgender because they they say it's diminishing protections for women they don't like it and some men are arguing that it's actually even presenting hurdles for men, which is a very interesting discussion. I've watched some people. I've read some threads about that. That's a whole other segment. But 
there's a whole war happening there. And it just amazes me how the left, like, toddler stomps into this, and they actually undermine the very thing. They're, it's just crazy. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Really good headline here concerning Mississippi from the Mississippi Free Press. The Mississippi Education Board has removed a ban on guns in K-12 schools. Now, here's why they did it. They are saying that the that the state law, they cited state law. They said that that actually conflicts with this ban because the way that state law has, if you they have a, a 2011 enhanced carry law that actually allows districts to have input on the training and the types of people, et cetera, that can carry. And so they said that they want to make sure that that is still controlled locally like that for fastest reaction. And so they said that that's those two, the the state law and the the uh, enhanced carrier at odds. And so that's why they removed that ban. So very interesting. I'm, I'm happy to see that because that's some common sense. SpaceX was awarded launch services, a launch services contract for a Roman for the Roman Space Telescope. The NASA Observatory's launch will cost $255 million. And the telescope, formerly known as the Wide Field Infrared Survey Telescope, renamed for NASA's first chief astronomer, Nancy Grace Roman, is going to study dark energy, measure the history of cosmic acceleration, and search for worlds beyond our solar system, and also demonstrate technology for direct imaging and characterization of exoplanets. Uh, let's see. A Missouri sheriff tells the FBI to pound sand over requesting gun-permitting information, which is uh, good news. Brian Whitney, sheriff. Stick with us. we got more in store. Shooting down woke culture, one crazy headline at a time. It's the Dana Show. Uh, over the course of your career, uh, has your husband ever made a stock purchase or sale based on information he's received? What are you saying? Uh, over the course of your career, has your husband ever made a stock purchase or sale based on information you've received from you? No. Absolutely not. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, that's not. I don't believe you. Do you believe her? Nope. I don't believe you. Do y'all believe her? I don't. I don't think any of you listening out there are watching the simulcast on the first. I don't think y'all believe her either. That's Nancy Pelosi who was asked about her husband, Paul, his uh, interesting stock purchases. Now, I don't begrudge lawmakers owning stocks. I mean, I don't. I don't, I don't begrudge them owning stocks, and I don't begrudge them uh, trading or doing any of that stuff. What I do begrudge them is when they cheat. Because you just can't, I just don't believe that his actions in this, I just don't believe that he, that this is organic. And I also think that, do you, I mean, do you think that the cane that lawmakers should be able, I do think it makes it difficult if, you know, what if she, I he think, sees some paperwork about what they're going to vote on. I think it's two-tiered. Not only should they be able to, but a, a third party should be doing it that isn't involved with the decision making on what who's greenlighting projects who's you know in congress they're tasked with the with the responsibility of actually greenlighting certain projects or stopping certain projects both of which would have an effect uh economically uh on on ipos on 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 publicly traded companies so yeah, they should be able to, but I think there should be like a third party who isn't involved with the decision making in Congress uh, to do those purchases for them. But again, there's still an avenue for cheating there as well. Yeah, no, I get that. There is. There still. There still is. There at least should be serious penalties, which apparently and there hasn't been. This is not the first time this question has come up. 
about Nancy Pelosi, who's made all of her wealth, her hundreds of millions of dollars in, or her millions of dollars, rather, in Congress from nobody knows. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's some legitimate questions there. There are a lot of just sketchy people in Congress. A lot of sketchy people in the Senate. Now, speaking of the Senate, for those of y'all in my home state of Missouri, uh, Ted Cruz, who is my senator here in Texas, is going to be in Missouri tomorrow. He has an event in Cottleville at 10 a.m. And in, that's near St. Charles. And then in Lee's Summit, which is across near Kansas City, at 1.30 p.m., he is rallying with Eric Schmidt, who is the attorney general of the state of Missouri, and he is running for that Republican Senate primary to replace Roy Blunt. Now, uh, Cruz is going up there. He's going to be rallying with him. I worry about the Senate. That's what I am actually. Mo- I'm not worried about the House. I'm really not. I am worried about the Senate because I've told you this before. Even if Republicans take, and I'm looking, I'm looking at the uh, map right now. You know, even if, uh, even if the Republicans take the Senate, all the races that we're in, it's still not going to be. By it's not going to be in anywhere near the same margin as the House is. Just that's just simply because there are too many. There are too many. There are not enough. There are too many Democrats, and there's there's not enough seats that Republicans are going to be able to 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 take or or, or flip, because the way it is right now, the uh, Sabato's Crystal Ball 2022 ratings, you have a number of states lean dim, likely dim, like Colorado leans dim. Oh, the House will totally flip. We have to not only and Kane notes we have we have to take two seats. We have to hold every seat in which we have. Uh, a, a re-election in the Senate, and we have to take an additional two seats. Georgia is class is is. This is interesting because Arizona is labeled by uh, Sabato as being toss up. So is Nevada, Arizona, Nevada, and Georgia, and then Pennsylvania. Now, Pennsylvania—that's when we ended up getting a weaker Senate candidate, Oz. You all know my thoughts on him. Uh, in Georgia, that's a toss-up. You have Herschel Walker, and the left is just going at this guy. They're trying to protect Raphael Warnock. In Nevada, you got Adam Laxalt, who I think can take that race, but he needs a lot of a lot of folks on the ground for him. And in Arizona, Mark Kelly's the incumbent, and Mark Kelly is uh, he's going to be in trouble. He's trying to run to the center really, really hard to 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 avoid. In that race. So you got to, I mean, we have to, we have to take every, every, these are the seats that are considered, that are considered toss up. Now you have Missouri, which is, as I said, my home state. And so Cruz is going there for a Republican primary race. Now, Missouri, I'm looking at Cook Political Report and I'm looking at uh, Sabato. Now they have in Missouri, they think that that's going to be like a lean or likely are. That could change. Because it has before. If you end up having a weak Republican. 
Look, no offense, and I, I, there's only one. Uh, you guys know how I feel. I, I've already came out and said, and I don't do political consultancy. I don't get paid to work on campaigns. I don't do nothing like that. Um, and I'm really strict about having politicians on to electioneer unless they have a news story in which they're involved in. So I like Eric Schmidt, who's the attorney general. He is the only consistent Second Amendment defender in that race in the, as, as a contender. The, n- the next, he's like neck and neck with uh, Eric Greitens, who was the former governor, but he had to leave that seat. This is a race that Republicans, honestly, I think if they don't have, if Schmidt is not the Republican nominee, boy, boy oh boy, is this going to be a race that Republicans do not think that they'd have to defend as hard. Uh, Greitens has too much baggage and he's going to tank and, be, and it's all of his own doing. He's an, and he's an, another anti-gun senator, a Senate nominee, Senate candidate. He's soft on the second. Don't tell me that he's not. I got receipts, people. Why would anybody say, why? You guys know I track this and I've, this is, you guys know this. This is one of the biggest issues with me. The St. Louis uh, paper there, they wrote, they were applauding him. When he was elected as governor back in, uh, they had this piece, this is on January 15, 2017, they applauded him because he made the Missouri Capitol a gun-free zone. He reversed all these years of precedent and made the Missouri Capitol a gun-free zone. And then there was all this pushback and all of this, I mean, the, the people who had just elected him were just aghast at this. And only until after there was a lot of pressure on him to, to withdraw that, did he remove and, and stop what he was doing with the Capitol, making it a gun-free zone? That's, and the St. Louis Post-Dispatch was celebrating him. Oh, it's so smart. They, and they, and they, they had a very far-left writer, Tony Messenger, writing it, praising Eric Reitens. He had uh, making it a gun-free zone, not allowing, saying that a concealed carry permit does not make, for, does not make an allowance for a firearm to be brought to the Capitol. That was the messaging that Eric Reitens put out on making the capital a gun-free zone, reversing 60-some-odd years of precedent. Now, in addition to that, I started hearing from numerous Second Amendment activists in the state that he had absolutely refused to support constitutional carry. Some of them have very publicly called him out on this. Then there was the issue of the Second Amendment Preservation Act in that state protecting the Second Amendment. Greitens went on a local radio show and he literally was repeating the remarks of mom's demand. He said, quote, what they've done in this bill is that they've actually defunded the police. This is what he was accusing Republicans of doing for the Second Amendment Preservation Act, which did not do that at all. I've actually read the, I read the, the text. The Second Amendment Preservation Act was simply and it was affirming states' rights. You also have the case Prince v. U.S., which that was back in the 90s, and that was protecting states from having to implement, fed, implement and finance federal programs for uh, the federal government. That, I mean, the, I mean, it was, it, it was, it was just. It, I couldn't believe that I saw anybody who had an R after their name using that language, because this is what mom's demand said, Uh, quote, Missouri's in the middle of a gun violence crisis. And this is the head of Missouri chapter for mom's demand, Tara Bennett. Instead of acting, the state leaders are punishing local law enforcement for doing their jobs uh, and defunding police. This is and this was uh, posted in 
uh, NPR and STL Today. So that was insane to see someone use mom's demand language to bash the Second Amendment. And then apparently, I mean, I don't know, like I noticed this troll, he was an anonymous guy going out and attacking all of these Second Amendment activists who were criticizing greetings. I found out who the person was and, and they scrubbed their entire Twitter account and they took their Twitter account down and all this stuff because apparently the word is that they were working for that campaign, but they were also working for a nonprofit uh, policy group and that apparently is a violation of their tax structure. So, yeah. I tell you, I always find this stuff out. And, and, and I think they may have still be doing it under a new, newly created account. My whole point in this is that it's this, this guy, Greetings has been a Democrat his whole life until very recently, which explains the support for gun control. And he had to leave the governor's mansion in disgrace. And he always says, well, I was cleared. He wasn't cleared. Uh, yes, Kim Gardner is an absolute corrupt prosecutor. And Kim Gardner is so corrupt, she actually gave him this visage of innocence. Here's what they're not telling you. Kim Gardner was looking at a bunch of evidence, witness testament, statements, all this stuff. So was the supermajority Republican legislature in Missouri. And I've spent years in grassroots politics in that state. I've been all over that state. I know who every player is and I know who signs their checks. That was a supermajority, fueled still off Tea Party, supermajority Republican legislature. They, they formed a special uh, a subcommittee during special session. They had to investigate. They looked at all the same evidence and walked away and determined, oh, my gosh, we actually have to impeach him. So he cut a deal with Kim Gardner. She was so corrupt, he thought, but not corrupt enough for him to cut a deal to avoid getting impeached by the supermajority GOP subcommittee, a special committee that had to form to investigate his actions. And then he decides he's not even going to wait long enough. He thinks he's going to stay out for a beat and then get back in. He just wants power. Anti-gun. You can't trust him. Before 2016, he was bashing Trump. So, and he scrubbed that, but way back, doesn't forget. So there's no other question. Eric Schmidt is the AG there. He's running for Senate. He's the only guy who's consistent on all this stuff. He's the only consistent Second Amendment defender who is a contender in that race. So Cruz is going to be in town Saturday. And I told you, you can, I retweeted his thing. I'm so concerned about that. Like Adam Laxalt, Nevada. That's a race that Republicans can win. But if Republicans have to focus on defending something that should be winnable but won't be, if Schmidt is not the candidate, then we're going to be hurting our chances. There, we cannot lose a race and we have to take two seats. And then you don't want any crazy Senate races happening and rock the chances for winning the House. Because don't think that that does not have an effect. It absolutely does. So I just think people need to be very, very careful in looking at this stuff. Where I, I, there's, and Republicans will get in their own way if they're not careful. They really will. We have more to come. We have today in stupidity on the way as well. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Substacks, chapter and verse, my newsletters, go sign up. And 
I always send out my prep emails every morning, all kinds of good stuff there. You don't want to miss it. We also do deep dives and things too. So the head of TSA, Julio Rosas, has this story for Town Hall, made a very stunning admission. Uh, This was during a back and forth with Senator Josh Hawley. He said that illegal entrants are using arrest warrants as their IDs. TSA Administrator David Pekoski said that under 1,000 people had used arrest warrants or deportation orders in order to travel. Hawley had asked, quote, okay, how does this policy comport with 13 U.S.C. 1325, which criminalizes improper entry into the United States by an alien? And that's when Pekoski said, quote, these individuals that have these arrest warrants, those arrest warrants were issued by Border Patrol or Customs. They serve as a as a beginning to our identity verification process. So you can't walk up to a checkpoint, wave that form and then you go right through screening. We go through a process to verify that you're the person that you claim to be. And he goes, we're not looking at whether a person is legal or, or illegal. Our function is to. And then Holly interjected. He's like, why not? And Pekoski goes, well, because our role is to make sure that people that might pose a risk to transportation that's significant enough to either require enhanced screening or not allow them to fly. He's like, you know, people break the law and fly all the time. We look for things that are related to transportation security. Well, if you don't, but here's the thing. American citizens that break the law and fly all the time, they also have positive identity and they have a record and you can prove that they are who they are and they don't have any kind of terrorist background, etc. People who really have no other identity, a lot of the times it's just honor system. And so this isn't even technically a legitimate form of verification because you're just going off of what someone's telling you their name is. How in the world is that the same thing as an American citizen who has a record and positive identity? It's not. That's why. Today's stupidity came. All right, it has to be Dr. Jha's complete lie about how masks actually work. Listen to what he said. So I think the science on masks is actually quite clear, and there is broad agreement among public health and science experts that masks work. Higher quality masks work better than lower quality masks. He wears every time the president wears masks. I love that caveat because Biden has never worn a high quality mask. He hangs it off of his ear half the time. And I don't remember. Do you remember the, uh, was it the Jimmy Kimmel uh, appearance? Where he oh had a, yeah 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 had his mask on backstage, but then when he came out, he takes it off. It's like it's the stupid theater, it's total theater, and it's uh, scientifically inaccurate to yeah. say that they work. Of course it is, of course, and they know that, but they're going to continue running with it anyway, folks. That does it for us this week. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and if you're in Missouri, go out to that uh, Eric Schmidt Ted Cruz rally. You can look on his Twitter and find it, and I'll be back with you on Monday.